Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, good evening, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca. My co-host is Sandra Carusi. That's me. From Inside Jokes. We have two Sandras in studio today. We also have a Sandra who is a sex therapist in studio. So there are many obstacles that can be overcome in a relationship, but is cheating one of them? It's estimated that 30 to 60% of couples will experience infidelity at some point in their relationship. This is such a huge statistic, and many of us hope it will never happen to us. So in studio today, we have Rob and Renee to share their stories of getting through an unfaithful relationship. We are also joined by marriage and family counselor and sex therapist, Sandra Rothholtz. Uh, she's here to discuss why this happens, how to prevent it, and if possible, how to repair the relationship and move on when it does happen. So let's welcome everybody to the show. We have a full house here today. Wow. Welcome, mm-hmm. welcome. Wow. Yes. So Sandra, we'll start with you. How often do you deal with couples who ex- have experienced infidelity in your practice? Sure. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today. No problem. Um, probably around 40% of my practice at this point is working with couples who are coming in for an infidelity in the relationship. Has it grown a lot in the last few years? Yeah, especially probably in the last, I would say, five to 10 years. Um, And I think it has a lot to do in terms of technology and access for issues with pornography, online dating, um, and communication through other forms of um, like different websites that are available. And let's talk about the psychology behind infidelity. Why do you think people do it. I mean, there are so many different reasons, but let's try to figure out the the main reasons. Sure. I think there's a multitude. Like you said, there's so many reasons why. But if we sort of hone it in, for me, what I consistently have been seeing, um, sexual dissatisfaction in terms of the relationship, um, depression. What do you mean by depression? Um, so in terms of anxiety and depression, mental health issues for people. That'll make you go and yep, make cheat ten. on your partner? Well, not all the time. I know you don't like me using the word cheat. Yes. Okay. I think it's got a negative connotation and that we want to also think of that a lot of people, surprisingly, you know, over 60% of couples make a decision to try and stay together after an affair. And I think it's a myth that people say, oh, when someone's cheated, if we want to use that word, um, gone outside of the relationship, that's it, it's over. And it's not true. So if we keep repeating the word cheat, 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 that's such a negative feeling, I think, sensation for people. And it just reinforces, how am I going to be positive to work on this relationship? Mm-hmm. So I really try and encourage couples okay. to think about Okay, I'll try not to words. say that word, cheat. Okay. That'll be the last time. Okay. I, but I think <laughs> in terms of the idea of, you know, what's the reason? Yeah, let's talk about so, more right. reasons, because so, I know there are more. Yeah, I think lack of communication in a relationship is huge. How about uh, so many people marry for the wrong reason? Mm, Yeah, I think they do. But it's, you know, whose responsibility is that? Because really, if you know you've married for the wrong reasons, then ask yourself and be honest about it. Why would you want to go out and have an affair and hurt yourself and your partner? So I think that's where the lack of communication is. How about sexual addiction? 
So it's not only about sexual addiction. We could just say addictions in general can also cause for people to want to go outside of their marriage. But where does the addiction come from? That's where we want to start to peel back and peel back. Is it a midlife crisis? Is it low self-esteem? Anxiety? There's so many different reasons. So to label it and say, you went out and had an affair because of this reason, I I don't think it's fair to do that to a couple. But I think that oftentimes people just want more than one sexual partner. They get bored, and it doesn't matter. I, I know someone specifically who, uh, you know, has a girlfriend truly in love with this person, but he's always out looking for something else because he's not satisfied enough, and he sure. wasn't satisfied in his marriage either, and that's why that ended. Sure, but then I say to people when they come in and they talk about that, is the idea of then okay, then you need to find a partner who's willing to have an open marriage plan exactly, with you. and that way everyone's consenting, and there's no harm done to yourself, to your partner, and also we have to think about the idea too that you know who you're having a sexual relationship with, which means we're going to have safe sex. And that's key. So if you want to have an affair or not have an affair, then you should be thinking about the idea of an open marriage plan. Okay. And Rob and Renee, we welcome both of you as well. We'll be right back. Stay with us, everybody. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. We're talking about infidelity. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta. My co host is Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. Today in studio, we're talking about infidelity in relationships with Sandra Rothholtz. She's a marriage counselor and sex therapist. We're also talking to Rob DeLuca and Renee, two people who are sharing their infidelity stories with us today. And before the break, I'd asked Renee to tell us a little bit about her story. So Renee, take the stage. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, I was married for a total of eight years mm-hmm. and my now ex-husband, had an affair while I was pregnant. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yes. Yeah, he left us. Winner. Absolutely. He left five weeks before my fifth child was born. <sighs> so I was left pregnant with four children, an absolute mess, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And Rob? Yes. Sorry we'll to g- hear we'll that, by you, the way. We'll give you the equal amount of sarcasm that we gave Ray. <laughs> yeah. Well, my story is, yeah, I was with uh, this person for about... Uh, 11 years and uh yeah I, I i caught this person myself and uh it was really hard to get past this uh but i did so uh guys and i'll ask the both of you was it the physical or emotional aspect that hurt the most for the two of you rob uh, emotional i'm a nice guy i i forgave this person uh but um i knew she was going through a bad time so Believe it or not, I just thinking if she was doing okay or not, that's what really hurt me the most. And I know she came from a good family. I thought of the family. Uh, but I finally, uh, I, I got past it. I don't know if she's really gone past it, but it was really hard, really hard. But what does her having a hard time have to do with Bec- anything? For, I don't know. Is, she- was, that, was that the reasoning she gave you? No, if if I knew she was with somebody and uh, they're dating, it would be so much easier. But I know she's not. And I know she's going through a hard time because of what she did. And that really bothered me a lot. Hope, oh, wow. Hoping that she was okay. I, I forgave her. I know what she did was wrong. But the fact, I just hope every day that uh, she's doing all right. 
And Sandra, um, how important is forgiveness? Yeah, so for I'm healing. Just I mean, well done for you in terms of your, uh, wow, your ability to want to move on for yourself and be kind. Um, and I think that really understanding someone's regret, and if you believe they do have regret, it can help you to move forward. So, I mean, that's only can be good for you. And she also has to take responsibility, I hear, for herself. So how much can you be worried for her? There needs to be a healthy boundary. And Rob, you weren't willing to work it out. Because oftentimes, <sighs> a lot times. of people do, and, and it Laura, does work out. many, many times, many times I forgave her, many times. Even after this, I actually forgave her and wanted to work it out. Other things happened where I just had to wash my hands and walk away. Okay, so she did things prior to that. So those are red flags. We have to look for the red flags, right? And also that's about making choices too. Do you, do you see the red flags and pay attention to them? Or do you say, no, 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 nothing would ever happen. And then, you know, you take chances. Prior to this happening, there were a lot of red flags that I just let go. And right. But why did you let them go? Because you loved her so much? Yes, I did. Yeah. And sometimes we take risks, right? right? And risk can be positive and it can be negative. But I think in order to move on, they, the person has to be very remorseful. Was she very remorseful the first time? Uh, first, she would make excuses, but I, I didn't believe these excuses. It was just one lie after another. I know she wasn't well, but there was one lie after another. And mm -hmm. after a while, you just I just can't do this anymore. Yeah, well, I think at some point you have to really listen to your own instincts. Yeah. And and how about you, Renee? Was it more the physical or emotional aspect that uh, affected you the most? Yeah, for me, it was definitely emotional. I went through many stages of grief. Uh, I wanted revenge. I wanted, I cried. I, I, I couldn't deal with it emotionally at all it was very difficult for a very long time you didn't get revenge <laughs> maybe she can't really small. say anything about that <laughs> so sandra how about people wanting to get revenge is that the proper way to go about it no no it's not okay it's not no let's not promote violence um i think that it's like renee you were saying it's one of the emotions that you go through it's a phase um and it's important yes. to recognize it's a phase and it will it will pass Yes, and it did. It yeah. did. And that's what happens with grief because it's all about grieving. Yep. And it took probably a few years to, to get to a place where I was okay mm -hmm. with yes. what happened. Yeah. It wasn't overnight, that's for sure. No, and I think that's a, a beautiful point to make is that you know it's a minimum of a year working with a couple if they're going to try working on their relationship. So when we talk about grief and understandings, it's years and you have to have a lot of patience. Yeah. And uh, Renee, now you're dating with five children. That's another story. Are you single? Definitely, yes. Okay, we're going to have you on another show. Okay. <laughs> dating with a truckload of kids. <laughs> so I want to talk about an emotional affair. Is that the same as infidelity? You're not in the act. You're not doing anything, but it's emotional. Yeah, I think if we're using the word affair, then yes, whether it's a, emotional or physical, it's going outside of your primary relationship. And sexting, of course. And and yeah, and so the one thing too, when people talk about the difference or when I'm talking and I'm listening to both of you and how it was more of an emotional, how hurtful and damaging it was, I complete, I hear that, I, I can respect that. I also think it's really important though that you can't pretend if something physical did happen. Um, as well because if something physical did happen I always encourage people you need to go and uh, speak to your doctor you need to have tests done to make sure that you know there are no issues for you in terms of physical safety and so that's really really important as well as the emotional side. We need to take a break you're listening to the dating and relationship show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto when we come back we're going to talk about 
Monogamy. Are we meant to be monogamous? We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Okay, we're just having a blast here on the Dating and Relationship Show Sunday night. Hope you guys are uh, going to stay until the end of the show. We've got a great show here. We're talking about infidelity and relationships. I think that's really nice that you ask that. Why not? Okay, Stay on. Listen to us tonight. What else do you have to do? Go to bed. (laughs) Okay. Have you heard of the five love languages? Yes, I have. Yes. And I feel that sometimes when you're not giving your partner what you want and need from that relationship, that's when they start going south. Right. But you would hope that they'd be able to talk to you first before going (sighs) south. Yeah. And that's great. But I think a lot of people aren't open to communication. Or maybe yeah, it's too I, far past I, a point where agree, they're just like, I don't want to hear it. I agree it. with you. And that's one of the, you know, big, big themes, topics that uh, when, when clients come in to see me individually or as couples, it's all about communication. So uh, I want to talk about monogamy now. They say that three to five percent of mammals are socially monogamous. So what would make us any different than, than mammals, Sandra? Like, are, I mean, are we torturing ourselves as human beings? <laughs> Torturing ourselves to be with the same person for eternity? Sure. Do you believe that we're meant to be monogamous? I'll start. I don't think so. Okay. And I want to hear from everybody here. I think this whole idea around monogamy um, really comes from a place of society. Um, We can say even North American society. We have to look at morals, values, culture. There's so many pieces that are involved in it. Yeah. So if someone slips up someone has an affair yes they're going this against is, society well is it that they're going against society More so or than actually, human nature are they going against the person that they committed to that's where i think we have to you know ponder this question if you make a commitment um both the people in that relationship need to understand what it means what are the boundaries for that commitment it's the same thing even when we talk about monogamy let's take it and flip it over to the idea of flirting so i know a lot of people who say to me it's not okay to flirt and I think, wow, um, that's is, really. And I was going to ask everybody that, though. Do you right. think flirting is cheating, Rob? Um, to a point, a little bit of flirting is okay. But when you're engaged to someone or married to someone, and you're at a dance floor, and you're you just want all the guys or girls to be around, you, yeah, you know what? There's a, there's a cutoff point, I think. Yeah, and your fiance or is just standing in the corner watching everyone, all these guys dance with you. Yeah, yeah, we got to cut it off sometime. I, I think I think a bit is good, but not too much. Renee. I completely agree. My ex-husband had a, he was famous for kissing other women's hands when he saw them. Did that drive you crazy? It did. Like because you wanted to strangle him? Yeah, because the first time I met him, that was one of the things that attracted me to him. Like, oh, he's a gentleman, he's sweet. But if you're doing it to every woman you see, then it's not special for me anymore. And did you have that talk with him? Yes, I did. And he didn't listen? He never took any responsibility for anything. Everything that ever happened was always my fault, so... And Sandra Carusi, do you think that we're we're meant to be monogamous? Yes, I think. I really do. Um, I'm just going back to what Renee was saying. Is everything was everyone else's fault. What a loser. I hope he hears this. <laughs> what a loser. Uh, so I was at a resort recently. Um, it's called Temptations Resort. And yeah, I, uh, everyone's like, well, why were you there? Well, it, it's it's highly known for, it's Franca, you're here. Franca's in yes, studio as well. She's Sandra Carusi's friend, and she's actually a travel agent. Tell us about uh, the Temptations Resort. Well, I can tell you about it. It's basically an adult resort, and it does cater to adults that 
you know, are open-minded, I want to say, about sexual relations. Yeah. And, um, you know, in a safe way, hopefully. Um, it's a resort that they basically um, promote, like, uh, open, open, free, free, whatever, anything yeah. goes basically. Relationships, yeah. swingers. So I, I, I was partners. shocked when I was there. So I went there because it was like a girls' trip, and we were surprising a friend that was there with her husband, and so, and uh, we were able to do that successfully. But I was shocked at what I saw. I mean, there was a, it was called a boobs cruise, and like there were people um, giving. Um, yeah, doing a lot of things on. I, I wasn't there, but I heard about it. Right. Doing a lot of things that um, givers and takers. Yes, and like I mean, couple swapping and doing all sorts of things. And you know, there were also a couple couples that came up to me. I guess I was the unicorn in the room, and uh, I just ignored them. And they do go away. <laughs> and, and you <laughs> know, you ignore what? them. It, it has re evolved over the years. I want to say years ago, it used to be a lot of younger people going to that resort, mm -hmm. and now it's people that have had midlife crises. Or, you know, older generations going. I, I, I am going to blog about it. Um, so you can check out singleinthecity.ca in the next couple of weeks. Because I thought it was good for that reason. You, right. you would see, like, couples in their 50s and 60s. And they had theme nights. And, like, one of them was neon night. And you'd see a, a, an older man with a little bow tie on. And, yeah, he right. had his little belly hanging out. But then he had these little underwear on. And it was kind of funny to see. And, like, women who take pride in their bodies and wearing bras and underwear and just feeling confident within themselves. Right. I just thought it was a positive, positive yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And the older crowd has, has, like, no qualms about getting naked. And you find, like, there's another resort called Hedonism. Same concept. Mm -hmm. And there is a nude side and a prude side. And the prude side, you see all the younger people dressed in their bikinis and bathing suits. And on the nude side, you see all the older people. Rob's like, sign me up. You know? Yeah. And, I, actually, uh, I actually know a good friend of mine who hooks up these events. They rent lofts and they have big swinger parties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it is. It's all good, you know, whatever uh, floats your boat. We'll be right back. We're talking about infidelity and relationships on the Dating and Relationship Show. Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta, co-host today, Sandra Carusi. Yes, over Inside here. Jokes. We also have Sandra Rothholz in the studio Hi. with us. She's a marriage counselor and sex therapist. We're talking about infidelity and relationships. And Rob DeLuca and Renee are also here uh, sharing their infidelity stories with us. And Franca just popped in and she was talking about sex clubs or travel. <laughs> travel. In the South. Okay, uh, Sandra, I'll yes. call you Sandra, our, yes. our therapist. Um, some therapists say that infidelity can at times strengthen a marriage. Are you one of those therapists, Sandra? Oh, wow. I mean, is it worth rebuilding after infidelity? Yes, I believe it is. If both people are wanting to take responsibility for their actions, their behaviors, and I, I really think it depends on the couple, their history, and you know where they are, sort of in the in the here and here and now. But I really do believe it. It can be worth it to the couple. Um, but like I said, both people really have to want to to work hard and commit to a different type of a relationship. And the cheating partner must admit to feeling guilty and remorseful. 100%. Um, and I think that the person who who has had the, the hurt done to them really has to feel that uh, that person's sorry. 
yeah. and that they have well, regret. Renee, that would be have, my question. Like, yes. how would you ever gain trust back? How could you ever, ever get trust back for someone who's done that to you? Like, Sure. And I think that you're right. But if you know that that person who's gone outside of the marriage is really regretful and is showing you um, their own sense of grief, I think it can help people to to find do you stop loving that person? No. Right. And so... Eventually you do. Yes. Yes. But I think you eventually lose that love because that person also isn't showing you... Correct. ...them, from their, their true selves. And sometimes, and I'm not saying this is the way to go about it, um, but in, sometimes in relationships there, there, there's pain. And from that pain, the couple learns how to reconnect with one another. I'm not promoting the pain. I'm not promoting people going out and having affairs. Mm -hmm. But if the two people really do love each other, then who's to judge? And I guess we have to take a look at why the affair happened. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that could be... If you were emotionally unavailable for your partner and for years, and you know that, you take ownership of that, then, you know, and your partner is remorseful. Yes, can and you? Chances are, right. can you then try and work through the relationship? Why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, because it's absolutely. almost like, not to say it's your fault. It's not, nobody's fault ever. But no, I think that both people have to take responsibility for their behaviors in a relationship. Um, but it, it can add. Um, it's new, and maybe that in itself becomes exciting again to the couple. We have to really think about it when I'm working with people. And Renee, when you ask the question, how do you trust somebody again? There isn't one formula, and I wish there was, because that would make my job. And I think people in general would be so easy if we had that formula. Um, but you have to start to really want to peel back and look, what's the roots? Like, what are the roots? Where are the problems? And then we start to work on different types of intimacy. And when people talk about intimacy, we often go right to what I call affection intimacy, and that's the kind of thing where, well, we didn't hold hands anymore, where there's no touching, we didn't have intercourse. A relationship is more than just the affectionate intimacy. And that's where we get stuck. So when we talk about trust, we have to also talk about other forms of intimacy, which is going to be what we call self-intimacy and also conflict intimacy. And that can also, it really then starts to help building up trust. So I want to talk about the secrets to healing after an affair. And Sandra, before we get to you, I actually want to hear uh, Rob from Rob because Rob DeLuca, you are the owner of that. Um, yeah. Yes. Co-owner Monte of Monte Carlo. And um, I am the cartoonist of the six mural. Yes, yes. You guys might recognize him. He's all, been all over the news lately. Yeah. He painted mm. Sandra and I. Yes. yes. Yeah. She got a better position than I oh. did. In the <laughs> <laughs> Surely at hear about forever and ever and ever. <laughs> it's like a bed night story. No, well, you know kids. what? I was actually very happy to see it. Like when I walked in, and you're like your face is like boom, boom. You can't. Yeah, you're like you've I'm got sure. Steve. You've got Steve Anthony bes- behind you. <laughs> actually, okay. So tell us about that. Tell us about how that helped you heal. I wouldn't know where I'd be without my cartoons. I. Um, yeah, I had a hard time healing. I, you know, I had to do something. I was going crazy, so I just challenged myself. I went to the laundromat. Never done a mural in my life, and and now you're no famous way. in the city of Toronto. Seven hundred hours later, I'm all over the place. Yeah, and that helped me. When I'm there, I don't think about anything that happened to me. Just paint. And is that it? That's the only way that. And my music, um, like even the last CD we recorded with Rustic, it was just music. I wrote about what I went through. Every so, song so, is about what I went through. 
Yeah. So basically, you dove into some new adventures. And everyone knows. Yeah. New things. Okay. Do you think you said, I just, and when I'm doing the painting, I just, I don't think about anything. And that I would challenge because I think in some ways, when you get into that kind of headspace, I don't think it's just about your mind. It's your mind. You're having a mind-body connection. And that's so mindful. And that I think is healing. So I would really ask or encourage you to think more about that. You don't have to shut it off and pretend like nothing happened because you've owned it already, man. Like you got to own that. I think it's an incredible experience and you're doing it through, through being mindful. So don't pretend and avoid. Okay. Renee? I just took on different activities. I started line dancing, going to the gym, just trying to be as active as possible to stay sane, basically. And obviously with five children, that's not the easiest thing to do. But now they're getting older and things are getting easier. And honestly, I know now that it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. But it it takes time to get there. Yeah. And again, isn't it interesting what you did in terms of routine for you, for your children, um, physical activity? It's all about how you want to feel empowered. And that's what I'm hearing from both of you. That somewhere in your relationship, you lost feelings of being empowered. And through, I'm sorry, like it's sad, but through that pain, you both are empowered in such yeah, a different it's way. True. It's amazing. I've so much self-confidence. and You should feel so yeah. good about that. Yeah. We're going to come back to this. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show. Now back to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca. On Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta. My co-host is Sandra Carusi. We're talking about infidelity and relationships. We have um, Rob DeLuca and Renee, as well as Frank in our studio. or They're sharing their infidelity stories with us. I was going to say the C word, and I can't say that word. So You mean cheat? Yes, cheat. Okay. Don't say cheat. Um, and we also have oh, Sandra Rothold's. Marriage counselor in studio with us. Okay, Franca, tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, just quickly, briefly, I was married once before too for a gentleman for 18 years. And that was half my life at the time. And when we split up because of infidelity, I was lost as a person because he was the only person I grew with him. You were so mourning he, a death, I right? was definitely mourning a death. I, I had insomnia for a year. I didn't sleep at night. I didn't eat. I, I think I you know, withered down to 95 pounds. It was terrible. I lost my, was losing hair. And I think all these people go, when you go through something like that, you go through all these motions. And, you know, in the end, there's a reason why everything happened. I mean, we were together so long from an early age, at age 18, that we did grow apart. You know, and you don't realize that till later on in life, that, you know, the, the reasons why you split up or whatever. At the time, we were we were always comfortable with each other. We were like best friends, but we we lacked that passion, that intimacy, that that you seek. You and know? You, you weren't able to realize that while you were and in the relationship, not, yeah, but you, as you d- yeah, down the you, road and you right, were not and you wonder in that relationship, why it happened yeah. to you. Like why did why did he seek this other person? What was wrong with me? Like right. our relationship was so just, this so is great. Where I want to I want to jump in because I get so yeah. I get so frustrated when people say that. Like why? What what happened? What what was wrong with me? And I think that's such an injustice to yourself right. um, and to your self-esteem because there's nothing wrong with you. There was something wrong with the relationship. And I think that when someone goes outside of that 
relationship for a multitude of reasons um, without trying to work on the relationship first. Right. You know, what's wrong with that person? Well, and when you're going through this, you don't seek counseling. You, a lot of people don't seek counseling. Some people no. do, right? Yes. And I mean, I didn't. And I, I mean, thank God I had a few friends along the way. But, mm. you know, it was tough. I also think, too, and, you know, like you were saying earlier, you were with him for 18 years. Um, where therapy is today, it was not even right. 10 years ago or even 20 years ago. So unless you live in, you know, LA or New York, especially New York, where if you didn't have a therapist, even 20 years ago, there was something wrong with you. <laughs> um, you know, here in Canada, psych psychology, psychotherapy, it's really evolving and changing. And I think it's a lot more acceptable. Yeah. So that's why I think it's so important. Part of that healing process is, you know, and I joked earlier, like, how do you heal? Well, you, you have a big yeah. big box of band-aids but it's it's not only about the band-aids it's about your network and your friends staying to routine yeah. um understanding what's normal for you it's very devastating it's very traumatic yeah. it's very all those things and and yeah you need a support system yes just if you were healing doing like something else you need that support whatever that is sandra r is it more difficult for men to heal than women um because men no, generally don't no. have a huge support system like us women do. True, but I think, again, that's changing, that's evolving. It's a very stereotypical um, way to look at men. And I think that once they're given a space and they don't need to have shame around having emotions, they're very, very readily able to talk about their feelings. Okay. So it's getting rid of the shame for men around uh, talking about their feelings. Plus, I had a lot of friends who went through the same thing, so I could speak so to them. So you could identify with that. You were oh, able to speak sure. to Renee. Yes. Right. There you go. <laughs> okay, so let's say... But that made, that gave you acceptance. Right. Right, which is so important. The acceptance of saying what's going on and how do you have support. And you don't feel alone in it. Yes. Right? Yeah. So let's say you decide to work on the marriage. What are some strategies to rebuild that marriage? Go and find yourself a really good therapist who um, has experience working with couples and in infidelity. So that's gonna be, to me, primary. You really wanna make sure you're working with a therapist who feels um, comfortable in their own therapy skills. And what are some things that the therapist will help them with? Uh, one is patience. Two, <laughs> uh, it's about being truthful and humble and knowing that you're in pain. I think also it's really important to stop avoiding. So I see a lot of couples who say, I don't want to remember that this affair happened. And I'm sort of like, yeah, that's actually not going to work if you want to move forward together. And that we need to see the affairs as becoming, um, it's more like a reference point, but that's all it becomes. And that you need to have patience, 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 like I said, and motivation. Nice. Um, Renee, do you want to add to that? I, just when you were mentioning, uh, Frank, about losing weight, I, I lost 20 pounds in my final trimester, my last five weeks of pregnancy. Um, oh, it, my God. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was absolutely a nightmare. And I thought my marriage was perfect. I didn't think there was anything wrong with us until after we split up. And then I looked back at all the different things that were going on. And that's when I realized, you know, we, we didn't have a healthy relationship, but yeah. it, like all of the things that you had mentioned, Sandra, are, yeah. you know, your, your intimacy and your, all those things that you need in a relationship. I thought we had until we had split up and then realized like, no, we really didn't have any of that. Right. It wasn't the perfect marriage. But I would also see too in your situation, it's not everyone's, 
as well. Um, you had four kids at home, so your plate was full. Yes. Um, and that's full. T- that's a full-time job inside and outside the home. And on top of that, trying to maintain something, whatever a healthy relationship yes. is, right? There's so many points. You had a lot on your plate. Yes. We have to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip is update your condo evaluation. Do you know what your condo is worth? Because right now, the condo market is hot. Typically, condos were evaluated every year or two. But with today's hot condo market, if your condo was assessed even three months ago, it's time to have a reassessment. Know what your condo is worth. Call or email me for an evaluation and reassessment. I can help you. So they can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta with my co-host Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. We're talking about infidelity and relationships today. We have Franca in studio as well as Rob DeLuca and Renee. The, uh, they have been sharing their infidelity stories with us as well as Sandra Rothold. She's a marriage counselor and sex therapist. Uh, so I want to go around the room now. Well, we'll start with Sandra though. Um, Sandra R., what are um, some signs that someone might be cheating on you? Sure. So I'm going to take it from the the therapeutic perspective. In terms of the psychologically, what you're going to the the number one cue is behavior. So either you're going to start to see um, behavior changes whereby, and it's one of a couple that came in to see me, she said, and it was her husband. She was in a um, monogamous relationship. A heterosexual relationship with her with her husband um, she said I started to notice that what he would wear to work in the morning <laughs> he was not coming home in in the mm-hmm. evenings and that was not something that he typically did before and I said well did he go to the gym yeah, yeah no no there was no gym um, his shirts would be different and I would be like, okay. I know someone who did so, that. They uh-huh. used to keep like an outfit in their vehicle. Yeah. So yeah. they'd so go think, out to the bar at night and pretend that and they were pretend. like working. Yeah. And then they would change. So they sound like 17-year-old Italian girls trying to hide from their parents. What was it? <laughs> Idiots. But that's what they do, right? Um, so one would be behavior for sure so that you're going to start to see that. Also, I think um, how they express themselves or they don't express themselves if you start to see big changes in how they're talking or sort of almost avoiding you. And then I also think to um, the other one is in terms of behavior is appearance. And if all of a sudden they really didn't care so much about their appearance, but you've noticed radical changes, um, I think that's also a sign. And then we also have in terms of technology, there's huge signs in terms of technology now as well. Rob, what are some signs? Oh my God, I don't think we have enough time here. There's <laughs> top, a lot top of- Just give us a top, top three. three. Oh, uh, <laughs> hiding uh, their phone from you. Um, not showing up at work when they were supposed to be at work and you go drop a coffee and the boss is like she wasn't scheduled to work and you can't find her for eight hours. 
or uh, just Whoa. hiding her Ouch. very sexy clothes in her trunks. She buys all these sexy clothes, but never hey. in the house. Oh, oh. I just can go on. I, I'm okay, done. Okay, sorry. Franca. Oh, my favorite was you never worked out a day in your life, and all of a sudden you got a gym membership. Oh. And how about coming home and you're doing the laundry? Like, you always have done the laundry, and then all of a sudden he's doing the laundry. It's like, what? Right. My favorite was the the night I found out um, we used to always go to bed with my leg wrapped around his leg. And then when he came into bed and I wrapped my leg around his leg, he basically went to the side of the bed. Avoidance. Didn't want my leg. I felt like he was cheating on his girlfriend with his wife. That and was, that was right. And right then there, I knew. Yeah. I was. So, so yeah. much also is instinct. But it's the visual. It's cues, yeah. right? That you, yeah. you get triggered. Absolutely. And you have to pay attention to those right. triggers. And the flags are there, but you avoid them until yes. something yeah. All of a sudden hits, yeah. But I think that's natural to too, it. right? Like, not me. No way. This would never happen. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. And I think that's human nature to not want to see such a traumatic part. Renee? My ex was so good at hiding, and I had to become a private investigator, basically. He was so good at lying and hiding. I had to uh, – I started checking phone bills. I started checking emails. I started – and honestly, that was... But what gave you an inclination? Uh, a phone bill. I got a phone bill that was like over $400 to oh. numbers that were calling a, a, a number in Newmarket. And I asked, like, who's in Newmarket? That, that's just you know, dumb on their part, no? You know, sometimes <laughs> I almost think he tracks. wanted to be caught, okay. but he was so good at lying. So I, it, it was, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I became a private investigator and coming across uh, private emails that he had sent her, ugh, I can't even describe the... It's it's the it's the now you know and now you have to you know you try to avoid it you try to think like you said it's not happening to me but it's it's there yeah we have time for one more question for Sandra R yes. if someone cheats once what are the chances they're going to strike again she's laughing uh, okay so statistically yes it's like to oh I don't like saying this That's because say I say it it's it's like over two hundred percent the 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 journals in, in terms of marriage and family therapy journals they say it's over two hundred percent that they so would. once a cheater always a cheater no I don't like to think that about people okay <laughs> um okay and one more thing I had somebody actually uh, write into me to ask me this and I thought I was waiting for the proper show to to ask it on air <laughs> a viewer question why do I keep having dreams about cheating on my boyfriend what does this mean um, okay <laughs> so I think that I'm smiling and I, I'm sort of chuckling to myself I don't think this has to mean anything this does not mean that you need to panic if you're having these dreams it could be for different reasons one maybe you're bored and you want to think about your sex life with your boyfriend um, two, maybe it is giving you a message to yourself that something is wrong. So stop being afraid. Don't avoid. And you should engage with your boyfriend and ask them, uh, tell him about your, your dreams and see what he has to say. Don't be afraid. Invite him to the boobs cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, being cheated on is one of the hardest hurts to battle. So thank you, Rob, Renee, Franca, Sandra R., and Sandra Carusi yeah. for joining us and sharing your experiences and perspectives. Rob is the owner of Monte Carlo Laundromat in North York, where you can see his popular mural of the six artwork. You can check him out on Instagram at the, and the number six mural. And to learn more about Sandra R., you can uh, find her at Sandra R-O-T-H-O-L-C dot com. And, Franca, where can we find you? You can find me at uh, Marlin Travel in Milton if you have any questions.
regarding yeah, I might be any of those resorts. Those some special resorts. resorts. <laughs> and you can find me on a future show, Making Me Not Single anymore. Okay. Yeah. And if you're single and ready to meet new people, you have to be ready to meet new people. I've made it so easy for you. Check out all the fabulous events I host at singleinthecity.ca, including mixers, speed dating events, activities like cooking classes, hikes, and so much more. Go to singleinthecity.ca for more information. Until next week, everybody, ciao for now. Ciao.